Hi everyone, welcome to the Use Guys in That Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Colo, joined by fellow host Chris G and Angel, who also operates the soundboard, and our friend Randall. Uh, we have the distinct pleasure once again, Aaron from Go Fuck Yourself uh, Industries Asset Management has joined us once again. Uh, thanks for stopping by again, Aaron. We appreciate it. I adore you guys, and I will never skip an opportunity to ruin your show. man my nipples just got hard a little bit that's wonderful uh uh let's see here i want to get before we get into the uh of course we're approaching the 19th anniversary if anybody can believe that uh 19 years since uh the big event uh on september 11th so i wanted to get into that but before that i want to see how your progress has been going with the uh, Marxist-Leninist attacks from the left on ANCOMs, because the Twitter has been, I don't know, vibrant lately. I think you've been, you've been really tearing it up. You got Ace in on it. Ace has been really fucking with people hardcore lately. Like, this, the fire rises, man. You, Mazel tov, you did a great job. Look, I gotta, I gotta give props to Ace. He came up with an, this idea, anarcho-frontierism, which, I'm, if I'm to understand it correctly, it's just moving away from the cities to somewhere remote, and doing anarchist shit. Sounds pretty benign, right? Yeah. Well, he got piled on by all these fucking anime avatar and comms with pronouns in the bio and the whole nine yards. E- everything but like anything to do with being a worker in their bio. Because <laughs> that's what and comms do. <laughs> and uh you know, he he totally organically, like because I was busy all day yesterday. I was at work. There were uh, my my building the the cooling loop in my building was pretty much just filled with fire. So oh shit, I was busy doing that all day. And um, like that night, I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow. He he went from like probably an earnest attempt to you know bring out some ideas to just fuck it. I'm going full Marxist Leninist. I'm tired of these people. And I love him for it. (laughs) No, he did. He did such an excellent job. Like, people were losing their fucking minds. The thread didn't end. Like, it it just kept going, and they kept biting, and they kept going for it. It was was a work of art. And you, uh, you know, the the student has become the master, I guess, in this point. Because you should be a – it's almost like being a proud papa at this point. This is something you started, you know. I'm very proud of him, and he didn't, like – he didn't even adapt anything that I've been doing. He came up with all original content. No, oh, that was excellent. Mr. Mr. Miyagi over here, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was really good. So do you have anything else that, 
Have you have you seen any different trends? Have you had any good results with this uh, this awesome Marxist Leninist uh, approach on Twitter? I mean, it's been a little while since I've like been on one, but uh, you know, Ace Ace brought it out of me today. <laughs> like he he made me tap into that place that I, you know, thought I was you know getting over getting over, but you know now I I've rediscovered the excitement of just fucking BTFO and woke bougie progs. <laughs> yeah no it was wonderful speaking of which i bookmarked this because as everybody knows and i'm not ashamed to say it i have a mega crush on aaron like after he destroyed people the way he has been like I, I'm, I'm sorry it softened me right up like like warm butter so he got he had this tweet it says ancom strategy 101 number one subdivide the working class into a thousand different groups two pit them against each other Three, express solidarity with the smallest groups based on arbitrary characteristics and mental illnesses. Four, <laughs> four, question mark, question mark, question mark. And number five, get lined up against the wall by actual communists. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Oh, my God. That was a gift. That was a gift at work today. I was... Laughing by myself, people probably thought I had a problem, which I do, which is fine. But it was wonderful. Um, I don't even like. How long did it take you to craft that? You were just like, oh, oh, here's the pattern, and you just typed it out. Yeah, it's just you know, rapid fire, like collecting my thoughts, and that was pretty much it. You know, I'm I've I've been pretty immersed in um well, not not so much lately, but I've I've immersed myself into you know reading Lenin, reading. Marx and Engels and uh, Stalin, all their correspondences and what they have to say about everything. Like we talked about last episode. So like, I don't know, coming up with that was like, you know, I've said similar things before and I just put it all together. No, it was perfect. And uh, since the last time we talked, I mean, we, we I went through that article. I sent it to you in the DM when uh, Stalin talks about anarchism and how anarchism is, quote, the the enemy of Marxism. Like literally. So what our big question was, you know, why do these ANCOMs still try to make these ridiculous alliances with the people that like you will be the first one against the wall? I mean, they won't even come after so-called lower right quadrant anarchists. I mean, they're going to come for you first because they think, you know, you think that, they, you know, you guys are allies. Absolutely. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you're just as reactionary as if you were a fascist neo-Nazi to them. <laughs> That's a great point. I, 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 and I still can't understand. Like, I really have a hard time wrapping my head around it. And I'm sure that there are legit ANCOMs out there who abhor Marxism as much as, uh, you know, maybe some right anarchists do. But I don't think, I, I just don't know if they know that they're playing with fire or not. We even talked to Sal about that. And it's like, you guys really, like, you haven't read a fucking history book. They killed all of you. They literally, like, like, thanks for help during the revolution. We really appreciate it. It's great. You ran them out of Ukraine. Now against the wall. Just like your tweet against the fucking wall. This time's going to be different, though. Yep. (laughs) You see, that was never true. Communism. That wasn't real. (laughs) And it's sad because they point to places like Rojava or the Zapatistas, which are, I mean, probably more closer to anarcho communism than anything. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, you have a homogenous culture with zero heavy industry and heavy industry is what you know anarchists across the spectrum run into problems with uh in like as far as theory goes 
because there's a lot of hierarchy and there's a lot of similarities between the organization, an effective and efficient organization of heavy industry and a state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, the Zapatistas, they people have a tendency at perhaps I'm wrong, perhaps somebody can correct me, but uh, socialism or this communist bent existed prior to Karl Marx penning his. A uh, few works that, you know, before Das Kapital existed, before the Communist Manifesto existed, socialism and communism existed because if you look at the, I think it's the 1848 revolutions in Europe, you had a lot of communistic actors in there. And, of course, what happened in the Commune in Paris when the Prussians were putting the city to siege during the Franco-Prussian War, this was prior to Marx. And it doesn't have those, uh, like, I guess... It doesn't have the dictatorship or the proletariat, so it's missing some of those elements of, uh, I don't know how else, to, like totalitarianism, for example. I guess that's the best word to use, because anytime you throw the word dictatorship into it, you're going to end up with, uh, you know, authoritarianism and totalitarianism. But I don't understand why all of a sudden this guy comes along, and as far as I'm concerned, if you read Proudhon and you read Marx, I think Proudhon is, is first of all, far, Das Kapital is a bitch to get through. I got through it when I was 20, and I haven't picked it up since. I can't, I can't deal with it. It's just, it's a brick. It's a tough read. But I don't know if, if the ANCOMs realize that, you know, their heritage goes way before Marx. So they don't really need to attach themselves to Marx. I don't know. That's just my point of view. And, and a lot of them know that. Um, but a lot of them probably would identify more with uh, the Proudhonian tradition. Um but they, they go to college and they get, you know, fed critical race theory and post-colonialism and post-structuralism and all that, which is inspired by Marx. It's just adapted for when the revolutionary leftist movement kind of petered out during, after World War II. And especially in the West where you had just, you know, runaway wealth and growth and everybody's standard of living was pretty decent. And um, the appeal to, you know, re revolutionary communism for most people just kind of went away. And then, you know, add McCarthyism to that. Oh, and yeah, like, for sure. It's ironic because, you know, ANCOMs will agree with McCarthy, like CIA funded anti-communist propaganda more than they would with Marxist Leninists. That's a great point. That's an excellent point. Yeah, I don't They'll understand that They'll eat that, that shit either. up to BTFO of a tanky. Yeah, it's true. It, it, that's really true. It's something I never considered before. That's an excellent point. Um, I want to get your take on something non-commie related. I know that this is a deviation, uh, but you'll have to forgive me, comrade. Everything um, is related. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we posted this on the blog. Angel kind of lost her mind a little bit last night when I talked to her about this. And it's from uh, the Washington Compost, as it's been known. Uh, uh, why the FBI had to pretend Hamas wanted to plot with the Boogaloo Boys. Uh, has anybody heard about this? Uh, I think I sent it in the group chat. I'm not 100% sure if you checked it out or not. Yeah, yeah, I read it last night. Okay, so do you want to? Could you give us a brief summary of what happened, if you don't mind? Uh. So, as I remember it, I'll poorly reconstruct it in my memory here. Uh, <laughs> um, is there was two, uh, two, uh, two bug boys that they arrested. I forget their names, but uh, apparently some FBI agent posed as, uh, you know, Hamas. Uh, yep. 
so so basically the the premise was the FBI did this so that they could get trumped up foreign terrorism charges because as the laws go now they treat domestic terrorism foreign terrorism totally different and foreign terrorism is far more harsher uh, and carries i believe a minimum of a 20 year sentence if uh if you get caught conspiring um so yeah, that, I mean that like that's the premise of it. Is you know this, this FBI agent posed as Hamas got these big boys to come out, and uh, you know busted them on uh, charges of uh, you know allegiance with uh, foreign terrorists. Now let me ask you, gentlemen, something and lady. Um, you know, before you went on a tragic boating accident and you had all of your firearms, and let's say you were at the range with uh, some of your friends, and someone approaches you and sees the, either overhears you saying something about the government and how much you don't like it, and or what have you, and says, and you develops a you know a conversation where the the phrase Hamas is brought up. Uh, what do you do at that point? Do you engage, continue to engage in conversation, or do you tell them to get the fuck out of here? Like, you just say, "I don't know you." That's my purse. <laughs> <laughs> well done, thank you, Bobby Hill. I appreciate yeah, more that. or less. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know if this is if this like I don't even know what I'm reading anymore. How could anybody be so stupid as you hear the Hamas has no business? Like it's different if AQ comes up to you, right? Because AQ's here, right? Ice, ISIS used to be here, whatever. Okay, before they got their ass kicked. But I'm sure AQ is here. They have been since before 9/11 or what have you. I, I, I don't know. But the the point is, Hamas literally, it, 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 its whole reason to exist is to eliminate Israel. They're not going to be. In Minnesota, trying to talk to you about running guns to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, how fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. I couldn't believe that. That'd be like somebody be like, oh, yeah, we're in Oregon out in the mountains, and somebody from the IRA came up to us and said, all right, now, lads, would you like some M60s? You know, we have a couple of them at Belfast, right? We'll have them shipped out to you in the next seven months because it's on a what, fucking ship. You know what I mean? What, Nobody's going to buy that bullshit. We'll, we'll ship them out to you in potato crates. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'm a member you know of the tribe. Might get me. Yeah, see? <laughs> Fucking see? Like, I would be way too intrigued. <laughs> Maybe they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Perhaps. I, um, well, Angel, you had a specific take on all this. You were very hot and bothered, so let's have it. Well, so the article tells me a couple of things. One, they're trying to probably enact a law for domestic terrorism specifically. So they're using that as, as a a ruse, so to speak, or a guise to, you know, take even more of your liberty away from you. Yeah, to and, get it into the conversation. Right, yeah. So, like, that is the number one thing I took away from that. And the second thing that I took away from that is the Boog Boys are was probably a psyop for, to, to start with. Like, the government probably went ahead and made that group just based like upon... Oh, I think they just made it just to see like how many people would actually join because there's all these different alt-right groups. So, and I think that they probably have noticed like more anarchy groups or more people interested in, in an anarchy movement or anarchy groups. And I think that they're probably trying to gauge to see how many people are actually out there yeah. that participate in that. So they're just like, oh, well, let's just make up a group and we'll call it the Boogaloo Boys and, and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, and then like all the news stories about it being a part of the electric Boogaloo movie 
you know, like yeah, it was, was connected to that. And I'm crack like, of horse shit. Nobody even fucking watched that movie. Yeah. I, nobody even heard of that movie. That sounds like bullshit to me. Like I was very right. skeptical of the Boogaloo Boys as soon as I heard about it. Like I didn't like to talk about it. I'm like, mm, something ain't right there. Well, right away. I don't, you know, listen, I think I, I don't think that you're wrong. I don't know what happened. But here, let's consider a couple of things if we're being serious, okay? We watched video where Black Block, the real, the real fucking, the real lefty anarchists, the real deal, the ones that fight the police all over the place, including Germany and France, they, sh in Portland, I watched them beat the shit out of the police. Like, they literally are throwing Molotovs and fighting the police in the streets, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here, co here comes the Boog Squad. Now... I'm not taking shots at anybody, Randy. I don't want you to get mad at me. I, still... <laughs> I don't know why everybody assumes I'm one of them. <laughs> you like, buddy? You like Hawaiian shirts and you go to punk rock shows. That's enough for the feds, okay, pal? Uh, that's called profiling, and that's inappropriate. I'm, I, I'm sorry, but that's what they do. Uh, but seriously, they—you show up to these things like heavily armed. Like, I mean, just maybe equally as armed as the police, with the exception being, you know, tear gas that's been banned by the Geneva Convention. But you know, I digress. Uh, and you don't like this. There have been so many instances where trading rounds with the state would have been, I guess, appropriate, at least in my point of view, you know, depending on how, how the police has reacted to people using tear gas or what have you. I'm not advocating for violence. I'm saying that in certain circumstances, it could have been justified, could have been justified. And nobody did anything. That fucking kid up in Wisconsin has, has done more damage than the entire Boog movement. Like, he's, he's taken more lives than the Boog has. And he's just some 17-year-old <laughs> fucking asshole from Illinois. Like, I mean, yeah, he, you know what I'm saying? And there's no night vision. He definitely, he was wearing the fucking purple gloves. There wasn't a fucking Hawaiian shirt to be found. Right. And he had this fucking base model AR. And he dumped. Wasn't he like a Blue Lives Matter guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he, was, he, he loves licking that fucking boot. Yes. He's a big fan of boot yeah. leather. I think the also the feds that, you know, tricked these two dumbasses into thinking that, you know, they could join up with Hamas and they would get funded. It, I don't know. Anybody that has any type of mistrust for the government in general and is even a part of that topic, why wouldn't you just say, hold on a second here? Wait, do, doesn't that seem odd? So, like, I think these yeah, two definitely. these two people probably weren't even really, I don't know, they're probably like, I hate the government, but, again, they don't w really know what the government is, and they're just going around saying, you know, and being a part of this group and this movement without really knowing too much about what's actually happening. And I think that that's happened too in this situation. Yeah. I, I think the that that's fair. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. The useful idiot, like Lennon said. Um, <laughs> it said in these meetings, uh, Solomon and Teeter allegedly repeatedly noted their views that Hamas and the Boogaloo movement, which also uses the spelling boys, B O I S, they had to, they had to clear that up for you. This is, it's <laughs> so, yeah. it's oh, so God. good. It's so good. Bois. <laughs> Bois. <laughs> Trevian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shared Le Boogaloo Bois. <laughs> uh, um. I just got, you guys, seriously, I just got this mental good. image of the, you know, the bugles, the those little snacks, the triangle ones. Yeah. Like, I have somebody putting them on their fingers and going, Bleh. yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> just thought you should okay. know. <laughs> that's scary. Oh, that's a, great. That's a fucking weird mental image. Ah, man. <laughs> I gotta find my place again. Thanks, Angel. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> uh, says shared similar anti-U.S. government views and expressed their interest in acting as mercenaries for Hamas, quote, uh, as a means to generate cash for the Boogaloo Boy slash Bujahadeen movement, end quote. Fuck yeah. <laughs> saying Jeez. they... Re- Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> Would you like to smoke the marijuanas? <laughs> This is priceless. The Washington Compost doesn't even know they're good at comedy. Um, Saying they required funds, quote, to recruit members for the purchase of land for a compound to train. Right. Yes, that's exactly what they would want to do. So that's just a taste. I just wanted to get everybody's attention on that one. Um, Randall, I I, I love Hawaiian shirts too, man. I got to get a proper one. But I think I'm gonna get one with Sasquatch on it to kind of like you know divorce myself from the movement. I guess. I... <laughs> How does that <laughs> divorce you from the movement? Because Sasquatch wouldn't get involved in this sort of things. He's just fuck. He's an anarcho frontierist. He's clearly oh, in the yeah. woods, <laughs> fucking around, <laughs> living he, his own life. He travels interdimensionally. Indigenous people. Right. <laughs> That's true. I don't want to be that guy. I take it back. I have to. <laughs> I have to offer an immediate retort. Thank you. Or, excuse me. Uh, um, yeah. So I just want to get everybody's opinion on that before we got into uh, some of this thicker material. Uh, so 19 years ago tomorrow, uh, the big show started. Uh, it's been 19 years. It's been already? fucking 19 years ago. And what's yeah. what's the thing that I think about this every year because I'm I'm 40, so I'm gonna die at some point here very very shortly. I'm sure. Um, a lot of very poor decisions regarding drinking, drugs, and eating. We'll all combine forces together, kind of like Voltron, and just decimate me at some point here before 50. Um, I just, uh, I, it's fucked up because 19 years, I know everybody, like my mother has this thing. She was in, in ninth grade when Kennedy was assassinated. So she remembers the classroom. She remembers all that fucking shit. I missed the first plane, gentlemen. I missed the first plane. So I got up, and I'm not shitting you. I could send you my um, my transcripts for the uh, for that year. I had a class uh, taught by a lady by the name of Dr. Rula Abisab. Uh, she was, I think she was a Jordanian, uh, Palestinian, and she taught a class, I'm not fucking kidding, called uh, Crusades Through the Eyes of the Arabs. It was wild. That was the class I was, ha- I had that class at 11.50 in the morning because I was a lazy 21-year-old. I had no interest in getting up early to take the early classes. So I wanted uh, to get up late, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, I get up. I come downstairs, and my dad's staring at the fucking television with the remote in his hand. He refuses to move. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, somebody flew into the World Trade Center, and I fucking laughed. I laughed because I was like, uh, I was like, is, I said, is it cloudy? Is it raining or something? <laughs> I'm serious. That's what I said. I said, Who, who's fucking stupid enough? They're huge. Like, how do you miss that? And I, you know, I might have said a sexist joke about the pilot being a female, and I apologize for that now before you guys berate me. Thank you very much, cancel culture. I, I apologize. It was I, I had been drinking the night before. I'm Nobody sorry. Nobody had to know that though. You just outed yourself. I don't care. Listen, I'm self-crucifying here. Thank you very much. I'm self-flagellating. Okay, like like the sinner I am, Randall. Um, and uh, we watched the second fucking airplane hit the building, and I was like, I was like, holy fucking shit! That that looked pretty intentional to me. Um, so I just, you know, from that point forward, a lot of shit has happened since then. Chris G and I got to be friends about I don't know eight years after that happened, and we started getting into Alex Jones, and then we started getting into conspiracy theories. So 
without further ado, I'd like to know if anybody has a particular favorite conspiracy theory of theirs regarding the big event that happened 19 years ago tomorrow. Now, usually most of the, the people that either listen to our show or know us personally know that anything to do with the Jews is usually my personal favorite because I've, <laughs> I, I have Jewish family members and we have yet to receive a check from any of the major banks that they allegedly control. There has been no stock options handed out over the Jewish control of the bank. I don't know what's happening. Maybe they had something to do with 9-11. I've heard that before, too. I think it's bullshit. But um, how about how about you guys heard about suspected insider trading the day before? Where a bunch well, didn't of, a bunch of fucking money go missing? Like trillions uh, of dollars right before, and they've yes. still never found out where it went? Yes, that was Donald Rumsfeld's show. That's uh, just an yeah. accounting error. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know, 12 zeros here and there, what difference does it make? Like, zero here, the zero point there. The wrong place and, you know. So here's one for you. Okay, so this is the suspected insider trading. So it says that uh, a measure of abnormal long put volume was also examined and seen to be abnormally high, excuse me, abnormally high levels in the days leading up to the attacks. Consequently, the paper concludes that there's evidence of unusual option market activity in the days leading up to September 11th that is consistent with investors trading on advanced knowledge of the attacks, so asserts Alan M. Poachman of the Journal of Business. The study was intended to address the great deal of speculation about whether or not open market activity indicated that the terrorists or their associates had traded in the days leading up to September 11th on advanced knowledge of the impending attacks. Um, It goes on to say, in the days leading up to 9-11, analysis shows a rise in the put-to-call ratio for United Airlines and American Airlines, the two airlines from which planes were hijacked on 9-11, between September 6th and September 7th of 2001, the Chicago Board Options Exchange recorded purchases of 4,744, quote, put option contracts in United Airlines and 396 call options. On September 10th, that's 19 years ago today, more trading in Chicago saw the purchase of 4,516 put options in American Airlines, the other airline involved in the hijacks, hijackings, excuse me. With a mere 748 call options in American purchased that day, no other airline companies had unusual put-to-call ratios in that days. In the days, excuse me, leading up to the attacks, the 9/11 Commission concluded that all of these abnormal patterns in trading were purely coincidental. So, um, <laughs> anybody, uh, anybody got a hot take on that that we can uh, put in the notes? Anybody? What do you guys think? I never, I've never actually heard that take on it, but I'm I mean, not I, a big believer in coincidences. So, right, yeah, I, I remember hearing about that as well, and I also don't believe in coincidences. I, I don't know like what it, to tell you. Like it just so happens that we traded all these stocks the day before. You know, I mean, shit happens, bro. I don't know. It seems legit. Real <laughs> lucky guess, you know. Like I, you yeah. just wake up feeling dangerous. Yeah, you want to trade I, some stock. You, ooh. Yeah, I had, I had a gut feeling, you know. But Maybe it happened. that press conference talking about the accounting error where they lost like <laughs> yeah. twenty-three trillion dollars. Yes. Maybe that's what spurred that trading, and it's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had to but balance itself. Yeah, it's just a simple mistake. Yeah. I think they. I think though, like they do that all the time. It's not really a conspiracy. That just happens all the time. Like they get like 
you know, wind of something, and then they all do, you know, the yeah. stock trades and sell-offs. No, and... It, I'm not... I mean, they did that shit with COVID. They, all the people at the private meetings for, what was it, senators or somebody, they sold off a bunch of stock, and then nothing even happened with that. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they make, they write their own laws, so, like, they never get in trouble. Like, they stay within the laws that they write, and they're like, oh, well, it's okay for me to do this, because it's not against the law for me to do this. Like, it's... Yeah, they write their laws, and then they, you know, benefit from all the shit that the comes fallout, from that. Yeah, I guess. That's yeah. 4D chess, baby. Well, yeah, that's what Mr. Trust Trump is an expert at. Trust the plan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how shitty. Um, so anybody heard about this air def- – I remember this was a big one, like, five years after. Even during, like, uh, election time when Kerry was running against Comrade Bush, uh, the air defense <laughs> stand-down theory – where they took like uh was it NORAD told uh the aircraft not to take off and intercept any jets and then of course they took off delayed and then they ended up going over the Atlantic Ocean somewhere and completely missing any kind of inter interception of aircraft. So here's here's the option I'm gonna give you. Okay. Either A, your government is completely incompetent, which we already know. Completely incompetent or B, they're in on it. Like, I'm leaning towards A. I don't think they could find a dick with two hands. I really don't okay. think so. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this. I think Dick Cheney was quoted as saying, of like, have you heard an order to the contrary when the planes were sent over the Atlantic Ocean? I, d- I don't know if that's true or not. People are alleging that it's true. Uh, have you guys heard about that one? I've not no. heard, no. No, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, okay. I haven't heard that, but... I don't know, because I know um, the ones that flew into the towers were out of Logan Airport in Boston. Yeah. I mean, it's if you're booking it from Boston to, to New York City, that's not a whole lot of time to figure out what's going on. Like, especially like, ha- uh, let's say halfway through the flight, they figure out it was hijacked. Yes. Uh, given the incompetence of the military, I... I, I, I would expect them to intercept and bring it down. I think that's fair. Uh, this is what uh, the article I pulled says. On 9-11, only 14 fighter jets were on alert in the contingent's 48 states. There was no automated method for the civilian air traffic controllers to alert NORAD. A passenger airline had not been hijacked in the United States since 1979. They had to pick up the phone and literally dial us, says Major Douglas Martin, public affairs officer for NORAD. Only one civilian plane, a chartered Learjet 35 with golfer Payne Stewart and five others on board, was intercepted by NORAD over North America. They got literally the wrong fucking plane. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh, man. 3,000 people died, but goddamn. Goddamn. They're like, you fucking PGA Tour son of a bitch. We knew it was you. (laughs) Land this plane now. (laughs) Um, let's see here. Rules in effect at that time and on 9-11 uh, barred supersonic flights on intercepts. You got the jets, bro. You get to make the rules. If you need to fucking haul ass, I don't think anybody's going to. What are we going to do? Protest? I mean, nothing's going to happen. Come on. Uh, Before 9-11, all (laughs) other NORAD interceptions were limited to offshore air defense identification zones. Until 9-11, there was no domestic ADIZ, says FAA spokesman Bill Schumann. After 9-11, the FAA and NORAD increased cooperation, you don't say, 
Uh, they set up hotlines between command centers while NORAD increased its flight coverage and installed radar to watch airspace over the continent because that took that. Oh, so they got some cash out of it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Somebody got a check. Um, ah, here we go. Here we go. You guys, this is this is we're starting to get into the nitty gritty of my favorite. Uh, Israeli agents. Okay, this is this uh, this is where it gets good. Uh, it had been claimed that Israeli agents may have had foreknowledge of the attacks, and a persistent theory claimed Israeli and/or Jewish involvement. Those pesky Jews, once again. The Jews. Uh, yes, once again. Uh, four hours after the attack, the FBI arrested five Israelis who had been filming the smoking skyline from the roof of a white van in the parking lot of an apartment building for, quote, puzzling behavior. Uh, <laughs> puzzling behavior. If they f- celebrating, guys. If they followed me into the f- dude, if they followed me into the fucking grocery store, I'd be arrested for puzzling behavior because I just grab shit. I go in erratic patterns. I look lost. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. I'm like shit. I forgot this. Oh, my wife asked me to get this, and I got to backtrack. Uh, yeah. So uh, the Israelis were videotaping the events, and one bystander said they acted in a suspicious manner. Quote. They were, like, happy, you know. They didn't look shocked to me. I thought it was very strange, end quote. The van was found to be owned by an Israeli-owned company called Urban Moving, which the FBI believed was providing cover for an Israeli intelligence operation. The case was then moved to the FBI's foreign counterintelligence section, according to former CIA operations chief. Uh, many people in the U.S. intelligence community believe that some of the men arrested were working for Israeli intelligence. A spokesperson for the Israeli embassy in the United States said the men had not been involved in any intelligence operation in the United States. The FBI eventually concluded that the five Israelis were pro- probably probably had no foreknowledge of the attacks. So, um, yeah, there's the Jews. Now, let's get to the big one. Let's get to the big one. We covered the Jewish angle. So that way, all of the uh, the the anti-Zionist people they get very upset. Like they blame the Jews for everything. Like I literally did a deep dive on this one time because I couldn't figure out what the problem was. Like why does you know people? Why do people rather hate hate the Jewish people? And it's because they're blamed for communism and capitalism at the same time. Correct. Like nobody knows. I'm. I gathered from my own research, and maybe it's because I wasn't smart enough to figure it out. But I don't know why. I don't know what the problem is with the Jews. The Jews are awesome. I don't I know why don't people hate them. According to Young Earth creationists, they also claim dinosaur bones. And uh, oh, they do. I mean, you know, part of the tribe. And no other culture has that because no other culture has been chased around the world as much as they have. True. But yeah. You got to know, you know your tribe. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. Um, now, this doesn't need any kind of note reading, but uh, Building 7, how about oh, that Oh, I was one? just Googling oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's – uh, now we're getting into the real, uh, you know, into the real nitty-gritty. We've, we've bypassed – we finally moved on from uh, the Jewish conspiracy onto Building 7. So the idea was that um, some poor choice of words by the person who owned the building saying that the, he told the fireman to pull it which inevitably led to the collapse of this building that wasn't hit by anything. Burning on, debris. Uh, yes, debris. But it, but it wasn't hit. There was no direct hit, but the, the claim was that there were so many fires burning in this building that a collapse was inevitable, and it looks like, to the uneducated eye, which is yours truly because I'm not an engineer, uh, looks like a controlled collapse. So uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Judy Wood. 
Uh, she's a physicist, a PhD holder, and she wrote a book called "Where the Towers Go." I have uh, I I'll like I'm trying to get her on the show. I, I I sent her an email. I still haven't heard back. We're very small potatoes to Judy Wood. Uh, I guess she doesn't want to bother with us right now. Dr. Judy Wood. I, that's the problem. I probably didn't say doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, she alleges that uh, there were some cars that were, uh, you know, literally cooked on one half and on the other half they weren't. Of course, there was paper all over the place, which kind of she feels discredits the idea that there these fires were burning at 2,800 degrees Celsius. Uh, she also alleges that um, that there's dustification of the steel. So all, all of this stuff was filmed with essentially a potato, right? So it, it yeah. looks like uh, it's very grainy. It's 2001. You really don't have any kind of HD cameras on these things. But it kind of looks like some of the steel collapses into powder as the first building falls. And then the second building, the same thing kind of repeats itself. So she's alleging that um, it's a high-energy weapon. That was used because that that explains why some of the uh, like the cop cars and the fire trucks, half of them are cooked like fucking singed to a crisp. And then others are not. They're completely untouched. There's also airplane landing gear that none of the the tires are popped. They, 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 they found them, you know, complete and whole. There's financial documents that didn't get burned up. Oh, they uh, found the, the hijackers' passports. That's yeah, right. No, they found them intact on the yeah. ground at ground zero. Thank God they weren't made out of steel beams. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, this guy was on one of the planes. His passport made it. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, right? there's no way. So good. So eat a dick. <laughs> tossed it out the window before they hit the building? Like, what the right. fuck do you want me to believe about that? At 400 like, miles an hour. At 400 miles an hour. Right. That, and, like, you're talking about HD cameras. It's like, okay, there's one camera feed from the Pentagon that we have, like, the most secure building location in probably the world at this time, or, like, one of them. And this plane flies basically through the parking lot and slams into the side of the building, the part of the building that was under construction and, like, no one was in it. But you're, you're telling me we have one shitty, like, flip phone quality camera view of this thing and it's, like, between frames it hits the side of the building so you can't even see exactly what happens. I don't even like think... That Randy, I don't even think it was 480 back then in 2001. Oh, fuck. No. But, like, like you're telling me they had nothing better and that was the only view they had. Yes, that was the only view that they had, and you're lucky to get that, in my opinion. I mean, well, you know uh, what? Just it just goes to show that they needed a little more money. Yeah. <laughs> right. It solves everything. It really does. Just throw uh, one more that, money that at it. Two point three trillion missing dollars definitely did not go into surveillance technology well, for the Pentagon. <laughs> that and it's like people. I I need to research this more, but I've heard the part of the Pentagon that got hit, like also just had it was like an archive for like all these fucking documents that just went missing, and it's like, oh, guess we'll never know what happened with all that shit because now that whole part of the building's burning or what? I think like, it was oh, specifically financial documents. Uh, you know. About the for, 23 trillion or yeah, whatever the and fuck that it was. and like others, like, you know, defense contracts, et cetera, et cetera. It was the receipt for the cashing of that $23 billion check that Rumsfeld couldn't find where the uh, money fuck. went. That's that's it. It was the bank receipt. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and meanwhile, Dick Cheney's calling all the shots because George W. Bush is in a, he was in Florida, right? Reading to an elementary school or something? Yes, that's hey, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Pretending he's getting Halliburton over Pretending the to read. East, like, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Go. No, no, no. It, it gets better. 
So, like, the Pentagon thing, I remember there was this film called 9-11 Ripple Effect that Alex Jones was hawking the shit out of. And, of course, I bought. I still own it. Um, I, I couldn't help myself. I love AJ. I couldn't help. I still love him. He's crazy. But I still love the guy. He he got me to hate the Bilderberg group. Like, he he converted Chris and I on the same fucking weekend, I think it was. That's funny. He really did. Like, he's the, the answer to 1984-1776. And he's out there with the bullhorn. And I'm like, I, I got to love this guy guy like he's running his mouth to these rich fucks it's great anyway so he did he had this film on his website called 9-11 ripple effect and it talked about the approach of the plane that hit that allegedly hit i guess if we were going to play the game that allegedly hit the pentagon and according to the official story if it would have slammed in the way it did it would have taken out a bunch of uh, light fixtures that were on that highway that ran next to the pentagon on approach, yeah. being yeah. As, based on the trajectory of how it went into the building, and none of them were touched. Now, oh shit! Yeah. Now I'm not at. I I still think a bunch of crazy fuckers flew planes in the buildings. I'm not saying that didn't happen, but the problem is, is when you give these stories out, all it does is perpetuate the idea that you're lying to people. Like they're never gonna believe you once you tell the once you tell the first lie in a story like this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna fucking believe what you have to say. Oh, no, it's our generation's JFK. We'll never actually know what happened, but it just kind of blurs the lines for everything else that happens afterward. Like, no one knows what to believe. There's a surplus of information, and it's like, we'll spend so much time arguing over what actually happened. They'll just get away with a bunch of other shit. Yeah, there was, um, th- that's true. And I also watched the film, I think it was uh, called Inside 9-11 by the National Geographic Channel, that yeah. a, a bunch of these hijackers that came from, not Iraq... Not Afghanistan, but, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but, yeah, our, our our great our great and powerful ally, Saudi Arabia. They had uh, oil, though. They they did they did. Are you sure? Are you fucking sure? <laughs> um, they uh they apparently the um the ambassador when they applied for visas, the ambassador called uh, the Department of State back here in the states. I might be confusing the alphabet soup a little bit. I beg your pardon if I did. Uh, and apparently he was told send them through. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. If I've heard of this, If yes. Miss Angel would have went down to Florida and tried to rent a plane to only learn how to, uh, you know, basically take off and control it and not learn how to land it, your ass would be in fucking Guantanamo Bay by tomorrow oh, afternoon. Like, so you, like, I've heard the jokes about how, oh, like, yeah, don't worry, I don't need to learn how to land. But, like, didn't they complete flight school? Like, or did they honestly not? No, 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 they, they didn't learn how to land because the director I mean, of that flight school called the fucking FBI. Holy shit. And they did nothing. Fuck, they, yeah, I remember listening to a whole podcast about this. It was That was like a year or two ago, but yeah, it's all coming back. So, oh, shit. Which one of these do you think is the most believable? I want to start with our esteemed guest. Aaron, which one of these conspiracy theories, in your opinion, do you feel is the most likely to be true? If you had to pick one. Well, I mean, I lean more towards an autistic engineering brain. So I would say the uh, high energy weapon by that PhD doctor lady. Yeah. I, I would buy <laughs> She's that. She's not coming on the show. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, instead of having her as a guest, just have me again. Listen, listen. Yeah, we'll just have Aaron. I'd rather have Aaron on this show every day of the fucking week. So, all due respect to Dr. Judy Wood. Fuck it. I'm sorry. Doctor. (laughs) I'm sure, like, I, if if you could link me that, uh, 
that book or article. Yeah, I would. I would. Pre- I, I would eat that right up. All right, I'll send it to you. In fact, I'm gonna. I'll make a note of it right now. Uh, I'll send it to you. Yeah, it's very interesting. She, I never. I didn't buy the book because she warned an entire. Like she did an entire tour around the world. I think she was in Australia. She went up to Canada. She was here in the U.S. Uh, she warned everybody. She says it's 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 high. It's a lot of math in it, physics, because she's doing weights and measures. She's doing the total. Like for example, one of the things that she hangs her hat on is the amount of debris from either one of these towers would have been in the billions of pounds. Because, yeah, like the porcelain from correct. like all of the bathroom correct. fixtures and etc. Just yeah. phone telephones alone and furniture alone. Forget about concrete and steel. Just like you said, just fixtures would have been in the billions of pounds. Uh, and none of it, like when the building collapsed, not, like the parking deck is pristine underneath it. Like it was unfucking touched, untouched. So that unfortunately lends a little bit of credibility. It's like, well, how the fuck did that happen? You know what I mean? Because all that shit's coming down. I don't know how many miles per hour, or excuse me, kilometers per hour for Randall. Uh, he's a big fan of the metric system. and It's I, so easy. Yeah. It's in tens and hundreds. And now, it, you can't make it simpler. Listen, uh, if you don't like America, you can get out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, no, let me tell you something. I shit in the milk of the metric system. Let me tell you right, right. now. I, I love you, Randall, but I don't give a fuck. You could tell me Cleveland's 40 kilometers from here, and I don't know if I should fill my tank or fucking take a train. I don't even know oh, what that means. Shit. I don't know what it's it means. Roughly 20 miles, right? I don't know. Can somebody look that up? What's 40 it's kilometers? 1,600 meters per mile. So. Oh, this is, come this on. is America, so it's fucking the standard system and Toby Keith all goddamn day. <laughs> I'd say the only thing I like more is, like, I don't like how they measure fuel in liters. I like the gallon just because I've seen it so many oh, times. Oh, now you want to come back. But that's huh? literally just because I was conditioned by uh-huh. for my entire life. Uh-huh. Listenship. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Aaron was was uh, closer. Um, he said it was about twenty miles. It's twenty four point eight, so twenty approximately twenty five miles. So forty kilometers is approximately twenty five miles. Great. So from here to Kent, you could have just said from here to Kent, and I'd be like, oh, oh, I know how far that is. I can count how many minutes that is, or how many miles. Either way. Yeah. I, oh man! But the, uh, wait a second. When you were when you were in the Marines, did you guys do like did I? Th- you don't do football fields to measure distance. See, it's all a giant clusterfuck because like the ranges that we'd shoot out, they'd measure it in yards, but the fitness tests we'd do shit in meters. Like they just kind of did whatever the hell they wanted. Exact I don't even know. Like yeah. So I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I wasn't in charge. I never wanted to be in charge. It's okay. <laughs> I'm done with it. Like we're doing uh, like a fire control solution on a fake submarine and like you know the missile range is measured in yards the the range to the target is measured in fucking uh meters like the height is measured in feet like oh uh, jesus they make it i think it's like a counterintelligence kind of thing it's like it's just more that they'd have to try to learn so it fucks them up but it's also just fucking us up at the same time like oh man but yeah no like I hated go like the range would always be yards. We'd run it'd be a 5k for our fitness test portion of it, and then, ah oh, fuck, let's see, like all the all your height and weight stuff. It's inches and pounds for like it's fucking stupid. Like it makes no sense. They couldn't just reach a consensus. I told you this before when I went to Ireland. 
they asked me how many stone I was. They measure, <laughs> yeah. They measure they, the liquids are definitely in, in in quote imperial or as I like to call American system. Uh, they're they're they have both kilometers at the time. This was in 2000. The second time I went there, the third time, excuse me, in 2002, they converted completely to the metric system for distance. But when you went to the pub, you didn't buy a liter of beer. It was a fucking pint. Okay, that's how they measured your alcohol. They bought gas and liters, but weight was in fucking stone. And they asked me. They said. They're like, oh, how many stone do you weigh? And I'm like, I don't know, a lot. I, 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 I mean, first of all, rude. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm gonna use that the next time I go over there. And we're like, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, yeah. So you could be over in the British Isles where things are measured in stone, which I don't know. I mean, maybe we should do some caber tossing afterwards. I'm not sure what oh. we're supposed to do. Um, I'll send that over to you. Aaron, I'll send you the videos and the information regarding Dr. Judith Wood, uh, Ph.D. in physics. Okay, that's probably why she hasn't responded to me. She's like, how dare you not address me by my proper credentials, you peasant. Um, so if she makes see. it this far into the show, I'm sure she'd be happy. <laughs> I'd hope so. Like, I, I'd love to have her on. I want to hear about this. So there's more stuff. Uh, Saddam Hussein and the Al-Qaeda link, which is absolute horseshit. That was a conspiracy theory for a while. Um, let's see what else is here. Uh, the hijackers survived. They found them in different places. Um, Israel was behind the attacks. Of course they, of course they were. Come on, stop it. I think um, it was Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? You just had to fucking bring that up. Now that's another <laughs> rabbit hole we're going to have to go down. Thanks, Randall. I think it was the Loch Ness Monster. You know, so uh, we'll bring cryptids into this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we already talked about Bigfoot. Yeah, you leave Nessie out of this, goddammit. Um, right. Char Campit will be very angry. <laughs> yes, he would. Yes, he would. Wait, he doesn't like the the um, Loch Ness monster. No, his his hated cryptid is the Road Toad. Oh, <laughs> the Road Toad. I've never even heard of the Road Toad, but I'm gonna have to look oh, it up. He'll he'll get on one if you even mention it. <laughs> right. Well, if we ever get to talk to Carr, if Bird stops, you know, ignoring me at some point in time, maybe because uh, I post funny shit and he just bypasses me. Like I'm like, hey, look, it's a sign that says Bird and Bird, and there's two birds on there, and he's like, no like, no like, go fuck yourself, Jay, go fuck yourself. I still like him, I still listen, but you know that's my loyalty to our friend Aaron here. You know what I mean? Because we're here for go fuck yourself industries. I'm no? a man of the people. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> are, <Not> comrade. <laughs> um so that's that's i mean there's anti-semitism in the conspiracy theories like in uh, in 2003 the anti-defamation league published a report attacking hateful conspiracy theories that 9-11 attacks were carried out by israelis and jews saying that the they had the potential to rationalize and fuel global anti-semitism like that needed any help whatsoever i mean (laughs) people hate like they're I laughed the other day, like, you never run, no, there are people I know, I used to know at least, that had never met a Jewish person in their life, ever. Like, I mean, Fran Dreschner was the closest they ever got, the nanny, and they's like, oh, well, you know, you know, the, the Jews control the banks, and they control, and I'm like, but my family never gets a check, like, my mother's side of the family never gets one goddamn check, like, who do we need to talk to? I mean, I if don't the, own a bank or a studio. Yeah, really. I mean, I need the money. Like, the mortgage is due, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The no planes theory. That one I like. They're holograms, and they turn out to be oh, missiles. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And that goes hand-in-hand hand with the high-energy weapons. 
Yes, it does. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Cockpit reporter uh, recorders from Flight 77 were heavily damaged from the impact. You don't say. A plane traveling at almost 500 miles an hour had damage to the flight recorder. You don't say. It went nose first into a building. You don't say that it's fucking broken. Really? No shit. Do that with a Hot Wheels. See what happens. But the passport made it. The pa- God damn it. It did. It did make it. Like my adamantium passport. <laughs> it's true. I mean, shit. Fucking Wolverine hanging about, out with the passport. You're talking about holograms and stuff, but I remember reading there was like a PSYOP idea, basically, that was to, this was after 9-11, basically, to, quote, win the war in the Middle East, to create a giant projection of Allah in the sky to convince <laughs> Al-Qaeda and the Taliban to surrender. Like, I'm not making this up. This is yeah, legitimately... I've, I've seen it's crazy. Really? Like, I, so, like, I mean, if that was thought about, maybe, like, holy shit. But it sounds literally insane. That's wild. That sounds like, that sounds like a fucking episode of South Park. <laughs> it really like, does. Well, oh. No, it's like, it's part of that theory where it's like, uh, is science fiction, like, basically creating our future? Because if uh, I think the one example people go to is uh, how the logo for the space force now is literally just star Trek's like Starfleet thing. They literally just superimpose that and put space force over it. No, but it's, it's not. Like, is how it much really? Shit would we not have today if it wasn't just like science fiction in the past, like that inspired us to get to wherever we are. So it's kind of like all this shit in the past is actually becoming real in the future just because it, it gave us something to work with. Basically, Is it really star Trek's logo? Like you're not fucking around. Yeah. Inspired by, Oh Jesus. Yeah, it, it like is. it's copyright infringement. Basically. I hope, I hope he gets another four fucking years. Cause I need more of these jokes. Like this is oh, great. Fuck. You'll get them no matter what. But like, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I can you imagine? Last, okay, so like basically, if he loses, what what's what's the two months gonna be? <laughs> or like That's before funny. he's out of office? Like, oh fuck, Miss Piggy. Uh, what Miss Piggy takes charge? Yeah, it's gonna be really ugly. That's what's gonna happen. She's gonna pass what one hundred? Uh, she said one hundred um, executive orders or something like that within her first. She basically one a day, something to that effect. Uh, Miss Piggy. What? Yeah. Kamala, that's Kamala Harris. Awesome. I'm talking I, about. Oh, I knew, I knew what you meant, but well. I just wanted to make sure that anybody who was wondering who I was, I was not talking about the wonderful puppet that Kermit's banging. I'm talking about the bitch that's running with, uh, <laughs> yeah. with Joe Officer Biden. Officer Harris. Officer Harris, comrade officer. She's fucking. She's she's. I know. I'm not a but fan. But she used to be Native American, and and then it got switched to African American, right? Like. You could I do that. That was Elizabeth Warren. No, no, that's Pow Wow Chow. She was white and then yeah. became native, wrote a book about uh, Native American uh, cuisine, and basically... Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Yes, we did, yes. Oh, my God, the reviews for that on Amazon are fucking brilliant. If you're ever bored and you want to laugh your ass off, look up the Pow Wow Chow on Amazon. You can't buy it, but you can still read the reviews. It's fucking great. How did that get greenlit? I don't believe You know it. why. You know why she got into college with that for fuck's sake? Like she literally she she used being a Native American, which she's not. I mean, she's probably fucking Scotch Irish for Christ's sake. She stole those recipes for from other like books and recipe books and things like that. They're not even her own recipes. Oh yeah. We oh you mean? Oh uh, shit! Are you insin- We're way off in the weeds now. Are you insinuating <laughs> that she is not Native American, Miss? 
I don't know. I think she's like one and two hundred and fiftieth or something crazy like that. Yeah, that's good enough. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks right, for coming. So, here, here, so you're here, saying here. there's a chance. <laughs> yes. yes. Um. Let's see. What What the fuck were we talking about? Now I'm. Oh, uh, we were talking about different conspiracy theories or which ones we like. Holographic about. airplanes. Holograms. Yeah. yeah. You're talking. Yeah. You're talking about uh Miss Harris writing executive orders oh yeah it depends on how far back you want to go i guess right yeah 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 <laughs> i guess so um you know i i hate to deviate from 9-11 because it's you know i'm not trying to poke fun at the dead because i watched people jump out of buildings on television and that was not fucking fun to watch oh no um it's actually horrific uh, but uh, at the same time uh, Officer Harris poses an immediate threat to my existence. I, at least that's the way I look at it. And um, she'll be the greatest fucking her. Like, what I don't understand is Joe Biden, who's basically a Republican who doesn't like guns, at least allegedly. He did tell us to, you know, shoot the door of our homes if somebody was trying to break in, if you guys recall correctly. Buy a shotgun. Yes. Buy a shotgun and put a couple of loads into the door. And somebody tried to use that defense, and they were like, "I'm sorry, that's not going to cut it because, of course, you know, the courts are not going to go for that shit." Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll put a couple loads in the door. It's just not going to be with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Saucy. Uh, it's going to be real hard to turn that key. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. man, that's it. Miss Angel. Cover your ears. That's Take, yuck. Yeah, t- cover your ears <laughs> over there, please. Um, I don't Talking know about semen. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Aaron, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Um, I don't know how this is going to work out. Like, we already took bets. I'm covering Aaron's. We already discussed. I'm not asking for another gamble. I'm not asking for another wager. <laughs> Angel gets so mad because she's like, you have enough going on. You can't yeah, we ask. We have to, like, let the other bets go through before we make ah, more shit, bets. Ah, shit. I got a whiteboard at my house. I can I can write some stuff But down. look, listen. Jizz Lane is still alive. I don't know yeah. what's happening here. I told you what was allegedly. Happen. Allegedly, allegedly, I've allegedly. Nothing on the timeline about that. No, no, uh, literally, that's it's it's as quiet as a graveyard. Is no news good news still? Is that is that the saying? I don't know. She's either name dropping or she fucking did the dance a while ago. Either way, uh, I'm not. She so might sure. be name dropping, and we're just not hearing about the arrests. This is true. Or, or no one's getting arrested. Or no yeah. one's getting arrested that's and getting shuttled out of the country. Possible. What was that bullshit about, uh, speaking of 9-11 and people getting uh, escorted out of the country, wasn't there a bunch of bullshit where they got bin Laden's family out of the country after it happened because he had some relatives over here and the president flew him at, flew his relatives out of the country? I remember oh, hearing that. There was something I, I about re- it. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. But, I mean, like, his relatives obviously had nothing to do with anything. I don't think so, anyway. So, in... He really yeah, like. I mean, obviously, duh. Who was the one who they blamed it on? They captured him and sent him, tortured the shit out of him in Guantanamo. Is that Al Zawahiri? I can't remember. Or Sheikh. Uh, oh, Sheikh shit. Khalid Muhammad. Khalid Muhammad. Thank you. And he confessed to shit that was like before 9/11. Like he confessed to everything because he was being fucking tortured. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he was there's... being waterboarded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's literally a whole movie out about that now with uh, Adam Driver in it. I can't remember what it's called, um, but it's literally just about how like they were torturing the shit out of people, and none of the information they got was reliable because they just wanted it all to stop. And they were just—it was basically all the shit happening at Guantanamo Bay, and they did all these studies that were saying, "Hey, this stuff's not reliable at all." But the government's like, "Nah, like we we have two two uh, psychologists from the Air Force or some shit that are running all this, and they know what they're talking about." And <laughs> like literally. 
oh, fuck, I need to look up what the one guy wrote his thesis on. But, like, it had nothing to do with any psychological shit. It's crazy. I can't remember what the name of the movie is, though. But, uh, so I remember. I had, I had a buddy in the Navy who was did a, uh, it's called an individual augmentee tour. And um, it's like a voluntary thing that you can sign up to go. Like, if you're in the Navy, you can go to a, an Army base okay. or Air Force or whatever. And he had an individual augmentee tour at Guantanamo Bay. Oh, fuck. Prison guard. And he said, I think it was either Sheikh Khalid Muhammad or um, Zawahiri. One of them was in there at the time he was in there. And whenever he had to be on his block, he'd like fuck with him. He'd be like, hey, hey, you. Yeah, I bet your name is something like Smith or Jones or something. And it was one of them. Jesus. And it like, freaked him out. And then uh, he also got super red pilled because he said, yeah, most of those inmates were like sheep herders that fucking got oh. scooped up by a patrol and like sent over. Shit. That's. Yeah, they didn't care who they got. They were like, fuck it. Yeah. We'll get something out of somebody. Right. Like, you look vaguely Middle Eastern. Come with me. No shit. You don't say. Like, where yeah. are they getting these people? You know what's fucked up is uh the guy um what I learned a lot especially going through uh, the current program that I am uh that a lot of these folks in Afghanistan they I mean I I didn't know this at the time because all you heard about was like either the Taliban or the Northern Alliance and uh apparently there's there's so many different ethnic and tribal groups in this country that none of them agree on anything but they do agree that if you're there that it's a fucking problem. They'll they'll be fine with fighting you and fighting their neighbors and then when the snow comes they don't go anywhere and they don't fight anybody. It's almost like a medieval form and literally a medieval form of warfare like you have winter comes through and the mountains are impassable, you can't go anywhere, so you hunker down for the winter and you hang out and then as soon as spring arrives you go back out and still fight your tri- your ancient tribal enemies. What I can't understand for the life of me now I understand that there's other conspiracy theories as to why we got involved uh, in Afghanistan. You have the, the, you know, the international heroin trade. But what happens, what my question is, is did the U.S. fuck itself if that really is what happened? Because the heroin, from what I understand, you have poppies that, that are grown in Afghanistan. Processing happens in Iran. Okay, so it travels down. It travels south to Iran. And then eventually that I think there's a film they made about it with Gene Hackman. It's called The French Connection, dealing with how the French were deeply involved in the heroin trade in the 1970s. But that that heroin eventually goes if it's going to come to the United States, it comes to two. uh, It either goes to San Francisco or goes to New York. So by the time you get it in the middle of the country, let's say you're in Kansas or if you're in Chicago, that fucking shit has stepped on so many times. Your purity levels are going to be like between 4% to 10%, right? So that's not even a good product. The reason why, and if we're going to talk about heroin, the reason why we have so many in, in our part of the country, why we have so many people dying of ODs is because a lot of people, when this whole opioid epidemic started, when they switched to heroin, the heroin that they were buying was from the Mexican cartels that was black tar. Black tar carries 80% or over when it comes to purity. Like the tar, the tar is about the consistency. It's not about the quality. It's about it being a sticky tar substance. It has nothing to do with quality. So when your body's used to this used, used to spiking up something that at, at, at maximum is 10% pure and you go to 80, it's fucking overload. So in a way, this war that we got involved with, not we, the government got involved in, and essentially uh, essentially kind of caused the problems that we're having in the middle of the country. Well, I guess everywhere. Everybody's getting hit by this oh, fucking it's everywhere. thing. It's on the coast, trust me. Yeah, I believe you. And, you know, there's um, it, it, there's something to be said about that because 
I, 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 a friend of our, a friend of mine who was uh, 82nd Airborne, 75th Ranger Regiment. I've mentioned him many times, not by name, because he doesn't want his name dropped. He, he told me <laughs> that uh, he saw American soldiers guarding poppy fields because they first they tried to get them to grow corn and shit, and the natives were like, "We can't make any fucking money with this. Like, we're not going to do this. There's no money in this, but there's money in the poppy." So they grew the poppy, and in order to keep the area stable. In the and you know because everything's economics, right? Once that goes away and people's ability to make a living goes away, you have real fucking problems on your hands. These these folks went back to growing what they've always grown. I mean, shit. I think Alexander the Great talked about the fucking poppy. So this has been a an addiction that we've had as as a species as human beings for a rather long time. So um, I don't think people realize when they're planning these things out how far the dominoes will fall eventually because. When you fuck with the international heroin market, you have Mexican cartels that are like, hey, hey, they closed off the ports. Oh, isn't that interesting? We can grow it in certain southwestern states of Mexico. We can grow it down there and we can ship it to your ass. <laughs> you know, you, there, you even got a discount if you bought so many grams from some of these um, uh, these dealers. You would get a discount on the 10th balloon because they would put, I think, a gram in every balloon. Uh, so... You know, people don't realize that I know that we're going off on a deep rabbit hole, but they don't realize the implications of getting involved in these sort of things happen. So um, that that that's uh, that I, I'll uh, yield the balance of my time to the group. Thank you. Well, I mean, the only thing I uh, that's a lot of good points right there. But one thing I don't think we really talked about is the military industrial complex and how getting locked into a war that basically still hasn't technically ended. And now it's been like you said 19 years yeah, um all these contract all these all these th contracts go out to different manufacturing companies and they get to manufacture every piece of equipment that gets used over there every weapon every vehicle every fucking cot tent sleeping bag all this shit that people are using and i don't know how long these contracts generally go for but i just remember like all the vehicles we worked on it was all gm stuff it was all oshkosh stuff um the rifles we had were fn like it was crazy uh, to think about where all this stuff came from. And then, I mean, uh, I was, I can't, I don't know what company builds, uh, like the aircraft carriers and battleships and stuff that we use, but I mean, shit, they literally use steel from the world trade center to build the USS, uh, New York. Like that just kind of blows my mind because <laughs> it literally is what allegedly got us locked into the war. And then all of that went directly to, manufacturing a giant boat that we use for our military like <laughs> more war yeah what's oh. it, we, what's interesting about that if we're gonna go you know since you brought that up a lot of people were pissed off at the immediate removal of debris because a lot of uh, crime and uh, investigators wanted to get their hands on that simply for testing purposes oh yeah you know and it was removed fucking immediately i mean they cleaned that place up i was there in 2005 I have a cousin of mine who uh, sailed over with the Irish Navy and marched in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York City. So I went out there, and his ship went over there, and his shipmates got to march in this parade. So I flew out in 2005, and uh, they had pretty much cleaned that place up by 2005. I have pictures of it. They had the names posted on these boards all along the perimeter of this fencing that they had put up. Uh, yeah. It was uh, It was pretty well cleaned up by that point. They had, like... I remember this, this this nice piece of propaganda that they have, and I'm not trying to shit on anybody's religion, but I found it ridiculous, uh, that they had this these two beams that fuse together in the form of a cross. And it's like, oh, it's 
you know, it's a sign. And it's like, what? That God wasn't paying attention that day? Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? God's a real piece of shit? <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but, like, everybody's like, oh, look at that. Look, it's uh, it's two it's two pieces of steel perfectly fused together and this terrible tragedy. I'm like, yep, God couldn't stop the fucking airplanes, I guess, man. He was a busy but guy. he made a cross out of steel beams. Yeah. It was all worth it. <laughs> right? I, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I apologize. Solidarity, my I've, subjects. I've been drinking a little bit this evening, so... Uh, You'll have to forgive me. So, um, what are you drinking? Uh, oh, please, Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. All right. I'm, sti- yeah. I'm sticking with the tribe here. I still owe Aaron a bottle. I got to send that out, but he hasn't gotten the fucking T-shirt. So now I'm terrified that if I send out a nice bottle of Irish whiskey, it's going to take till Christmas time to get there. For fuck's sake, I might as well drive up there. Um, let's see what else. What else do we want to talk about today? Does anybody else have any September 11th? Like. Randall, you were five for Christ's sake, weren't you? <laughs> right? Yeah, you're, you're the baby. Jesus, I was uh, I was in kindergarten. I remember they sent us home early, and uh, I got home, and my mom was just watching TV, crying, and I was like, I have no fucking idea what's going on. What? Like, uh, but other than that, pretty pretty solid day. Like I was like I was five. I didn't really know what was happening, and then I just remember my parents watching the news. Like every, they never really watched the news before that that I could remember. And then it was just every single night watching the news. Like, and then yeah. I remember we couldn't like watch anything on TV because we were just busy watching OEF and OIF happen on the news every fucking night. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, like, I, I want to go do something else. Yeah, <laughs> like, I bet. I bet. What about, what about you, Aaron? How old were you when this whole, uh, when this whole thing kicked off? I was, uh, 13 in eighth grade earth science class. And, once the teacher said something about a plane hitting a building in New York, I, I, I heard New York and I fucking got my Sony Walkman the CD yeah. player with a built-in radio. And I tuned into fucking Howard Stern. That's how I got my news. That's you know, <laughs> how fucking interesting. I listened to Howard Stern. I was stuck. I was uh 21 uh, at the time. And I was stuck in the parking deck. Uh, I was after that class I told you guys about. It's called the Crusades to the Eyes of the Arabs. Uh, they dismissed the entire university. I was stuck in the south parking deck of Shrank Hall, and I was waiting to get out as the entire fucking university let out. So this is about I don't know twenty thousand students trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. So I just sat in my Toyota Corolla and smoked cigarettes and listened to fucking Howard Stern talk about this. And he kept getting mad. He was like, turn Israel loose. Like, he was like, you got to let these guys have Like, I'll never forget it. Like, I remember him. Like, he was so fucking animated that day. Uh, he was pissed. Yeah. And I switched to um, 100.7 WMMS. And then one of the guys on the radio station is like, wouldn't this be a shame if it was a couple of Midwestern white boys that did this? And I'm like, listen, we can't even jump the conclusion. Like, the building is literally falling. And that's what you think of. Like, I was yelling at the radio at that point. It's like, listen, we don't know what happened. Who knows? Like we, my favorite part was the disinformation. You had people like I talked to my sister on the way home on my fucking uh, cell phone that I had twenty minutes of talk time on. Uh, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Seriously, dude, you made a phone call. It better fucking matter. Like it really better matter. So I called her. I was like, "Hey, where are you?" She goes, "I'm on my way home." Like, did you hear that they hit Camp David? I'm like, "They hit Camp David." I was like, but he's in, he's in Florida. Why did they hit Camp David? I don't know, dude. They hijacked like British Airways and all, like it was. Everybody came together with all of the bullshit stories that they heard from their friends, and mixed this nice cake up together of bullshit 
that you had, and finally, it took days to figure out it wasn't fucking British Airways. No, they didn't hit Camp David. Um, I remember, but you, you know, it was bad. It was, I love my sister to death, but like she, she heard something and she fucking ran with that shit, and then she terrified my ass. I'm like, really? They hit Camp David, but the man's not even there. Like, what's happening here? They're sending a message. Oh my, yeah, they were sending a message, but yeah, I listened to Howard Stern as well. But on my, uh, my, uh, I had a tape deck. I still had a tape deck in the car because this is 2001, motherfucker. Uh, I still had a couple of tapes. I hadn't moved all the way from uh, from tapes to CDs Save yet. Up for a new CD player. Yeah. No, I did have a CD player in that car, but I didn't have the six-disc changer. You damn kids wouldn't understand how cool a six-disc changer oh, was. I remember. Oh, holy yeah. shit. No, I was uh, 16 when that happened, and I was in math class. And it was the extra math class I took because, like, I went to a terrible school system, and I never really learned the fundamentals of math early on. So then you kind of – it just compounds the problem later. And so back in the day, I don't know if you guys remember this or not or if you had to take these tests, but um, in the great state of Ohio, they have this test called the Ohio Proficiency Test. It's not that anymore. It's something different. But in order to graduate high school – and I was a sophomore at this time – but in order to graduate high school, you had to um, take all of these tests and pass them. So there was like history, um, writing, science, and math. I think that those were the four tests. And I passed all the other tests. Like, But math was like a son of a bitch for me. Like for some reason, I could not pass that fucking test. And so I had to take this extra math class. And I was sitting in the extra math class when all this happened. Yeah. And uh, yeah, th- they wouldn't let us, like, listen to anything or watch. Everybody else got to watch all this shit on the news. Like, where I went to school, they were like, no, you're just everyday, regular day. We're not watching anything. Just, you know, the the country's under attack, but you're fine. Sit down and study. Yeah, like, just, yeah, that was basically it. <laughs> Sit down and study. And I'm like, and everybody was talking about rumors, how they were going to blow up, like, the um, oil refinery and all this other See, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get time. any information. Rick. I had to wait until I left school. I didn't get home until like four o'clock. And then that's when I was able to say, Oh, okay. This makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's wild, man. Uh, I, I just, I, I, it's funny how they try to control that narrative. I, I remember my niece and nephew were in high school at the time and they didn't even let those kids leave early. They left at like one o'clock when the dismissal was two thirty. It's like, gee, thanks for the fucking favor. And then again, my mom called me on my my twenty dollars a minute cell phone. We're like, yeah, you have to pick up your, your nephew and your niece from the from school. They, they they got let go early. I can't leave. My mother was at the airport. She worked at, for the airline, and she said that she watched these planes fucking land ass to nose for hours because apparently the FAA put out something saying if you're not out of the sky by X amount of time, you're gonna get shot out of the sky. Yeah, they- they grounded everything. Yeah, I re- like she 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 didn't get home. In fact, she said there were passengers who didn't know how long it was going to take before they would be able to fly home. That they bought used cars on Pearl Road in Parma to get the fuck out to drive home because it would be faster that way because nobody knew when anybody was going home. And I'll never forget because I I was a smoker. Uh, tobacco. Now I'm still a smoker of other stuff, but uh, not crack. Um, just other stuff. And That's I re- not the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I remember standing outside smoking and looking up at this. Fu- it was a beautiful day. If you guys, if I know Randall's a bit young, but it was a clear day. Hence why at the beginning of the show, I 
laughed and like, who the fuck missed the World Trade Center? It's fucking huge. You know what I mean? I had no idea. It was a beautiful day outside and I'm smoking and it was the first time ever that there was no contrails or chemtrails, depending on your perspective. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's for another show, another day. Oh, shit. But uh, I remember looking up at the sky. There's no fucking air traffic up there at all. It was really, really surreal that day. Um, I, I just remember, and then everybody got gas that day. I had to drive out of town because I got freaked out by other friends who were you know, calling on this thing called a landline. See, people would call your house... <laughs> <laughs> on a landline, and it was hooked up to this jack that goes into the wall. Mm-hmm. So you didn't, you couldn't carry your phone everywhere with you. It was hooked up to the house. So people are like, "Hey, you better get gas." You know, you better. And it was, I'll never forget. I was incensed. I had to go to BP, and it was a fucking dollar thirty nine. And I was like, "I can't be- fucking believe I'm gonna pay this kind of money." Little did we know. <laughs> Little did we know, comrades, that tough times were ahead. Um, but I remember, like, it's funny, it's, it's interesting to remember those incidences, uh, incidences, excuse me, uh, the little random fucking things that happened. And I remember, uh, do you guys remember at all the firemen, they were collecting money at red lights with their boots. Like they had, like, oh, they, yeah. they, they would all send the money to, I mean, the song doesn't say fuck the firemen. Okay. It does say something else. So I, I mean, everybody was giving them fucking money hand over fist to try to help out. Cause it was, I mean, it was a shit. A lot of them fucking died in that thing. It was really terrible. Yeah. And, and then they got fucked by the system for years after that. Oh, you don't say, you don't say, you mean about all the fucking and all yes. that shit. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks for your service. Now go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah we're done with you. You're it's okay. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Go and die. Go and die. Here's here's some Medicaid and a medal. Thanks very much for what you did. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Um, yeah, it was a wild time, man. Like there was a lot of fucking uncertainty, and a lot of people forget we didn't end up going. We I keep saying we, the government didn't decide to go to war until October. So there was a lot of lead up still between. In fact, if anybody likes to read the Drudge Report, they have an archive section so you can see as it happened. Uh, the he- the headlines because Matt Drudge is the one that broke the story about Monica Lewinsky sucking the president's dick. Yeah. Um, he and that's his claim to fame, and he built an awesome you know huge website out of this thing. So uh, he has um, archives of as it developed through throughout the day, and you can see this how the stories would go in so many multiple directions. Like I mean, it's it was almost impossible for us to really know what happened. And like Randy said, the fucking uh, the conspiracy. It, it is the JFK of our of of this of this particular time i mean we're never really gonna know um i uh I, I don't know man does anybody have anything else they'd like to add uh i think that uh we've covered the conspiracy theories as well as i possibly could i'm a little bit drunk at the moment so you're gonna have to forgive me um if anybody has anything else please chime in we'll start with aaron aaron do you have anything else you'd like to add uh yeah i mean everyone can point to the obvious changes in culture that occurred after that but um, one of the things that we're seeing right now is this uh, this need for groups to recreate that uh, that heroic aura based on profession. Like I was joking earlier about like, you know, the, the mailmen are the real heroes. But you're <laughs> seeing that now with like nurses. You're see- I mean, you've always seen it with cops. Yep. Um, but, you know, nurses, mailmen, fucking all these essential workers. Oh, uh, gro- grocery store baggers like. You know, there's a hashtag and a bumper sticker for everything now. And it's that, I think it's that, uh, you know, that millennial thing where we grew up seeing firemen being 
you know, made into gods. And, uh, you know, now that we're adults and not really doing anything, we, we need some of that too. <laughs> That's a really good observation, man. Like there was a lot of things that I, it's, it's something that, you know, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's one of those moments in time where I can remember where I was on September 10th and how as terrible as the government had been, like you're complete. It's only, like, I hear a lot of people say the loss of innocence, on, on the next day where, you know, you finally get a taste of what other people, you know, had been dealing with for a very long time based on American foreign policy, um, government foreign policy. And, uh, you know, going back to September 10th, 2001, like everything was right in the world. Like I was going to graduate in two fucking years with my degree. Like, you know, I was, I, I wasn't married at the time. I didn't have any kids at the time. Like there was, like there was a sense of everything was going to work out all right and now i really feel especially for you know the younger generation including my kid i have a 17 year old that it's how how is everything going to get fucked up even more than it is now like as opposed to there was a sense of optimism when i was growing up maybe it's because of the economy maybe i don't know there's i'm sure there's a multitude of things that happened because the we had we had gone through terroristic events as uh, as kids like you had I remember um, first it was the World Trade Center Part One where they tried. It was Ramzi Youssef who tried to blow it up with a rider truck. Didn't work. He killed like six people. Then it was McVeigh and um, Oklahoma City. And then you had the embassies in Kenya and Tanzania. And I was in Florida at the time visiting my aunt. And I remember when it happened. I'm like, wow, this is wild. Like, why would anybody fucking do that shit? And then it was the USS Cole too. I remember yep. watching that on TV in class. Yep, USS Cole, and it's like you had this buildup. But you still had a huge sense of optimism as 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 a young American. And you're like, oh, I mean, it, it's all nothing but up. You know, where everything's going to be all right. And from one day to the next, the reality changes. And I don't think it's ever like you know, Kurt Vonnegut's the one who said that uh, we uh, uh, civilization died in World War One, and we've never recovered. I'm paraphrasing, but it seems like for specifically for this, you know, several generations of Americans that. American civilization kind of died on September 11, 2001, and we've never fully recovered. Because all of the fear that you're seeing now with this coronavirus horse shit, it feels like 9-11 every single fucking day in, in the sense of the fear. I'm not talking about in the amount of deaths every day, like, like 3,000 people dying a day. I'm talking about the fear. Because I don't remember Americans being so fucking scared when I was a kid. They weren't. But now everything, every, like even in the state of Ohio, Aaron, you're not, a, you're not, you don't uh, hear about this, but we have, remember when we were younger, they had the Bush administration had the color codes for the danger level yeah. of terrorism. We, right. ha we have that for virus now. We have counties that are in, you know, certain colors, uh, certain hues of leading up to red, uh, determining how bad it is. And it's reminiscent of that. And I can't fucking stay. Every time I see it, I want to fucking shoot my television. Right. Like today we are at terror level chartreuse. <laughs> it's true. It, it, it no, I mean Chris makes a joke, but it, it, that's kind of what it feels like. And I feel that we'll never recover any kind of American bravado. Like I know that the majority of us probably are not scared, but the people that matter, that drive us in certain directions, are the ones that are terrified every fucking minute of the day. Like with the goddamn like I, I saw somebody today delivering at my job for Amazon with the full fucking face shield. I wanted to cut his throat with that goddamn i hate the face shield <laughs> i fucking hate it i can placidly accept the mask 
But as soon as you show up with that fucking a hockey plexiglass shit in your face, I want to I want to <laughs> fucking stab you with it. I hate that goddamn thing. Anyway, um, but yeah, there's in many ways I think that uh, America the day before in America, like we've been dealing with it ever since, in in the sense that it's always there's Al Qaeda's around the corner. Like you, you have to be scared all the fucking time, and it's translated from every single event from that day till now, and especially with this virus bullshit. Like it, it ha- it's like happening every single day. People that are terrified and they think that you know the virus is around every corner. You know what's this- really funny that you say that. Go like on. I was at the dog park and um, I was talking to this nice couple, and the the man that was there, and I say man, I mean. He was a nice guy. I shouldn't be rude. But um, I was talking to them about how, you know, we ha- I hadn't gone, you know, to the dog park in a while because of the COVID. But now that, you know, I'm going back there, like, you know, taking the dog and this and that more and more every day, um, you know, it, it seems to be, you know, a good time for him. And he's having a good time. And, you know, I was like, so if, you know, I'm here every day. So if you want to yeah. bring your dog, you know, yeah. this is the time I'm here. And I was like, I just wonder when this all this shit's going to be over with. And I was like talking to them about how I forget about you have to wear a mask. And I get out of my car and I go to go inside of a store and then I see the fucking sign and I'm like, son of a bitch. And I have to go back to the car and get the mask because yeah. I forget, you know, because I don't have to wear one at work, you know, and all of that. Like, because mm-hmm. I have my own office and we just kind of. You know, we didn't wear the mask the entire time anyway, so why wear them now? America 2019. I right, mean, nice yeah. Nice feeling. So, like, um, I'm not used to wearing the mask, yeah. you know, so when I do go in and out of places, I, I just forget, you know. And he said that he had nightmares. He literally has nightmares about him being inside of a store or a coffee shop, and he's the only one not wearing a mask, and he freaks out. And has anxiety dreams like I shouldn't be here. I don't have a mask on. I need a mask. I need a mask. But oh God! At the dog, and he votes. The new yeah. you're there in your underwear. And oh I, I felt, yeah. <laughs> like I felt sorry for him because yeah, I in do. that moment I'm like, you're fucking serious. Yeah. Like, yeah. and he I, votes, and he's gonna make. He's gonna vote for people who get to tell you what to do. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's oh. terrible, but. Um. Yeah. That's all. I. That's that. I. I've already. Uh. You know. I've said everything I have to say about this fucking terrible day that we all had to endure so once again i'll kick it out to the floor anybody else have anything else i do not sir no thank you ma'am come on chris randall let's have it uh i mean the only thing i could think of i still need to read this book but hold on let me i just had it fucking it's like something about alistair crowley and like potential involvement with 9-11 and it's like crazy shit but it sounds interesting (laughs) alistair crowley Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta find it. I gotta find it because I remember hearing about it. Uh, fuck. Oh dear. Here. Okay. It's because uh, it's on Amazon. Hold on, I found it. It's Prophet of Evil, Alistair Crowley, nine eleven, and the New World Order. Oh please, you and, better order that shit today. Like you need it for I, the like, weekend. I need to get it, but basically it's because uh, I'm not I'm not very familiar with like occult shit and magic and everything that Alistair Crowley had to do with, but it's basically jumping from the significance of numbers and like uh the numbers 11 77 93 and 175 are all significant apparently and how even though alistair crowley died in 1947 he kind of set all this shit in motion that might have led to not it's it sounds batshit crazy but i kind of want to read it and uh there are some pretty interesting 
I remember following this one story. It was like a plane that was piloted by somebody with some name ended up having to land at like Crowley International Airport or some shit on 9-11. And it was it's like fucking crazy. Just like how all this random stuff just kind of happens. And it's kind of like people doing the whole Pepe Sylvia thing with all the yarn and like yeah. tax like lining shit up to get like. So I always thought that was interesting, but I never read about it. But I, I feel hope you do. Like I should. I'd love to hear yeah. about it. Uh, it's a twenty dollar book on Amazon. Well, I mean, you know, interested. I've spent more Usually money on Skittles. Within so. five days, apparently. Go but, for yeah, it. Yeah, I totally forgot about it until uh, I was googling some stuff, and yeah, so I, I'm sure it would be a very interesting read. All right, thank you, um, uh, Christopher. What do you have? Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of, I, I, I got totally skipped over on the where was I at on 9-11 thing, so I could talk about that. You got, Jesus oh, fucking Christ, oh, yeah. oh, my yeah. apologies. Everybody, everybody, everybody fucking forgot about Chris, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, hey man, it's all yours. Like, no, nobody gives a fuck where you were at, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, come on man, it's all yours. So I was, yeah, I was 17, and uh, I was senior in high school. And I was a media aide uh, at school. Like, I don't know if they still do that kind of shit. But anyways, it got me out of study hall. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll be a media aide because I'm not going to do anything in study hall. So I was like in the back uh, queuing up the uh, like the morning announcements on that because like they video recorded them. And, and we still use VHS tapes for it. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I guess this was 2001. So that VHS tapes were still passable. Uh, so I was queuing this up and one of my buddies came running in and was like, dude, some plane just hit the, the Twin Towers. And it, it was the first plane. So I was like, oh, holy shit. You know, still thinking like maybe it was just like some dumbass pilot, you know, in a fucking Cessna and like fucking hitting it. And then so we go and watch the news and then we see the second plane fucking hit it. And that's when everybody's like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. This is not an accident. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like that's how we like they didn't send us home early at school. Uh, we just sat around all day and just watched the news and watched the buildings crumble and fall. And then I also I this is a very significant memory. I remember this uh, my best friend in high school at the time. It was also his birthday. <laughs> and he was oh, like, shit. Yeah, yeah shit. He, just, he just turned 18. And he's like, man, he's like, I must be, I must be the fucking Antichrist. <laughs> I guess so, man. That's a rough one. <laughs> Right, and we still we still went out for his birthday that night. Like I went out with his family. <laughs> You're not letting anything slow down <laughs> this <laughs> fucking train. It gets funnier. So, well, at least for Jay, it'll get funnier. So, like where I grew up is like a bunch of Italians, and my, you know, my best friend in high school, his family was Italian. So we went to this. The restaurant doesn't exist around here anymore, but it used it was an Italian restaurant called Parasons. Oh yeah. Yeah, so so we went out, and I just I I just remember the absolute pandemonium that like every like like you said everybody was running to the gas station and getting gas, and like it was just like it was no, like traffic was a fucking shit show. It was just I it was just absolute pandemonium. But we still went out for my friend's birthday. You know, Bobbity Boopy had to go get some of Grandmama's gravy. You know, yes. like some fucking some fucking planes hit the the World Trade Center. Let's go, let's go get some of Grandmama's gravy. That makes everything better. That's right. Out of respect. Out of respect, right. please. Yeah, out of respect. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's it's wild that we all have those um those stories. I mean, with the exception, yeah, Randall was in kindergarten. Right. Right. You know. 
I still, it makes me feel fucking so fucking goddamn old, man. I'm like, I have a set, like my kids, like they, he talked to me today and he's like, do you realize we're the second generation? Like he's six foot two, 300 pounds. Like he's a huge lineman. And he's like, you, you realize we're the second generation who now nine uh, 11 uh, is, 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 is taught as historical event. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> right. I don't want to hear it. You feel older than clean what I room. already do. Yeah. Go clean your room. <laughs> Go go rub one out in the bathroom and just shut the fuck up, man. Like I don't right. want to hear that shit. I feel miserable now. Thank you, um, uh, Aaron. You're you're our guest, Aaron. Please, uh, you want you got anything else before we wrap it up? No, just uh, um, a heartfelt go fuck yourself to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Warmly accepted. Um, Very much so. Anybody else? You guys good? We're good. We we're good. All right, man. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank our friend Aaron. You can find him on Twitter at GFYFEMAR1. Uh, if you really want to learn something. Hashtag and also, BLM. Hashtag BLM red flags, uh, please. Yeah, don't, don't forget that. And the rainbow over the logo. That's uh, that's yeah, important yeah, when you're a Marxist-Leninist uh, you know, fighting for the working class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it works flawlessly, by the way. Uh I can't recommend them enough. Like I said, I understand I have a man crush, and that's fine. I, I accept it, and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about it. Uh, so I'd like to thank Aaron once again for coming on to the show. Uh, you can got, find us uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at UseGuysPod, useguyspod.com. We've got a blog. We've got a store. If you want a T-shirt that's going to arrive, I guess, 20 years from now, you can order it now, and it'll get there. Um, Thanks, I'm, Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Trump. We can't use thank Obama anymore. God damn it. That right? one, if yeah. It came off the tongue so well. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> it's a uh, hashtag Trump new vote blue. That's the new hashtag. I'll be sure to wipe my ass with that ballot. Thank you. Um, thank you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I wanted to throw this out there real quick. Just Go on. Because I'm sitting over here fucking on Twitter. So Go uh, on. Uh, Alyssa Milano. Apparently, oh, like, shit. Apparently, there is some hashtag that was supposed to be like. Yeah, no, it's hashtag like Biden, Biden therapist. But like people <laughs> were like, no, nah, it's Biden the rapist. Dude, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> bravo. Well done. Twitter right. wins again. The Internet is right. undefeated. <laughs> and she had to that's fucking, not even a heart like oh my god she had to she retweeted like her tweet or like clarified her tweet i should say yeah, sure and, and was like I, I just realized that it looked like my hashtag might have been taken the wrong way no it was taken <laughs> the correct way yeah no no yeah, yeah it was yeah. funny Tell, yeah what somebody fucking uh sent her a message ask her to wear that fucking crocheted mask of hers that i fucking love to see her in <laughs> right oh man I, I hope she stabs herself in the eye with those fucking crocheting she, she should she should make more videos of her brushing her hair and pro proclaiming that she's losing her hair oh god COVID. she's so insufferable i i mean fucking clown i fucking Isn't she the same one that was like bad that she doesn't have as many listeners as joe rogan or something yes i wonder yeah. why that's Mis uh, that's a big mystery. Because you're an insufferable fucking cunt. That's Thank you. Why. Yes. Well done. Well done. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. She's an insufferable fucking cunt. She is, so she's if terrible. somebody doesn't like me because I called Alyssa Milano a cunt, I will spread my cheeks. I will lift my sack. Then you can kiss my asshole with your tongue out. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, no, I'll end on that. Okay. <laughs> and with that being said, once again, if you would like a T-shirt in the next 20 years, you can check out our website. Uh, we have an awesome store. If you would like to raise awareness about boating accidents uh, while you're carrying firearms, I highly recommend it. 
Uh, you can find us on Patreon. You can support us. You can be the second supporter of this fucking uh, show. Uh, the eight of you that <laughs> listen. Uh, you can hey, find us on Patreon. Who wants to step up to the plate to be number two? Seriously, you might get a t-shirt out of it. Shit, I'm giving might, them away for free. Might. I don't know. Whatever. All right, you should also shout out to our listener that our listener that emailed us as well. Oh, yeah, out of California, the People's Socialist right. Republic of California. We got somebody California. that uh, that uh, that sent us a message, and we're going to try to get him on the show. So big shout-out to you. Thank you very much for actually writing into us and letting us know what's happening there. I'd really like to know what's going on with the fucking wildfires and the sky turning blood red. I, I'm, I'm blown away by that image. Um, but it's because uh, we didn't vote hard enough. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> The problem is, Aaron, you and I don't care enough about the fucking climate, comrade. We didn't vote yep. hard enough. <laughs> uh, vote you... harder. <laughs> oh, fuck. If you don't want... leave any hanging chads. <laughs> no, no, don't. You'd never leave Chad hanging, ever. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, email us at infoyouseguyspod.com and useguysandthat at gmail.com. Big shout out to our international listeners, and they've grown exponentially. France, Australia, Spain, the UK, Romania, Belgium, Brazil, Greece, Holland, Sweden, Finland, Canada, Poland, Germany, India, uh, the People's Soviet Republic of Russia and Portugal. Thank you very much for listening. And, of course, our patron, Jason, this is for you, man. We love you. Thank you. Keep it coming. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank Aaron for coming on to the show. Uh, we really appreciate you, man. Uh, we hope to have you on uh, again whenever you want to. It's all yours. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. All right. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.